everybody, this is Bunkhouse Bob. And the lovely Mark. Live from the Armory Wrestling Show is heard worldwide. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. But this is an FNX.network plug, which means we're heard from Mobile, Alabama to Melbourne, Australia. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Check us out on FNX.network. What do you say, Laura? From the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. You're lying, Bob. I never said I don't want to do this interview. Those words yes, never came yeah. out of my mouth. You Trust are me, the, the biggest lying sack of crap ever. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Yes, Laura almost got lost in her home state of West Virginia, but she's with us tonight. How are you, Laura? And the lovely Laura. Foot is about to find your ass as a home state if you keep that shit up. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Folks, it's true. It's true. We weren't dead. We were just on like an extended holiday break. It's, Christ, it's 2020 now. The last time we talked to you, it was 2019. I know that's an old joke, but hey, guess what? Thanks for tuning back in. We really appreciate the support. Folks, this is episode 294 of the program and coming up here uh, in just a little bit, just a little while. Very, very excited to help kick off the 2020 season, season seven, our final year, our final episodes of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show here tonight to help us uh, help us celebrate all that will be one Hayden Ramsey. Very, very interested to talk to Hayden Ramsey tonight, so stick around for that, folks. Again, we thank you for checking out our show, whether you've been with us since day one or you're just now tuning in, doesn't matter. We always thank you for your support, and speaking of support, Make sure you go over to www.fnx.network and support all the great content that's avail- available on FNX. A lot of great contributors, great articles, stories, videos, blogs, all that great stuff. Covering everything from sports through the entertainment world, make sure you go over to www.fnx.network. We would also encourage you to, uh, to visit our friends over at Top Rope Belts, www.topropebelts.com. Make sure you're supporting our good friends at Turnbuckle Cupcakes. You'll hear them in the promo in the middle of the show. Hello to Julianne. Hello to Brandy. Uh, thank you so much for everything. We'll get to all that good junk later on. But uh, make sure that you're supporting Turnbuckle Cupcakes. And last but not least, uh, you can always go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Type in FNX search FNX Network up in the search bar. And there's a couple of live from the Armory Wrestling Show t-shirts to choose from and without any more from me because we really haven't talked we really haven't talked 
since we went on break. And that was uh, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I miss talking to my my friend, my co-host that I do this show with every week, the lovely Laura. But before I do that, I got to play something because this was George Cole's idea. And it'll either be a, a fabulous hit or a fabulous disaster. But I'd, I'd like to, to bring onto the show uh, the co-host of this program, the lovely Laura. Uh, how are you tonight, Laura? So it was George's idea to bring me on? No, it was George's idea to play the final countdown in the background. Oh, I didn't. I couldn't hear that. I do apologize. Well, hold on. Maybe I don't have it up loud enough. Let me, let me, let me see if we can increase the volume here. Oh, man, is that a little better, maybe? I hear it. Maybe I a little loud. Yeah, now, now I hear it now. Because this is, George rocked out to this in his senior prom. So maybe we'll have to, you know, we've kicked it up another notch. George is, like, going through nostalgic fits right now. He's a huge Europe fan. Yeah. I think he was, like... He's like the president of the Europe fan club chapter in Sebring, Florida. He danced the night away to this song at his prom, his senior prom. The final countdown. There you go, Mr. Coles, the final countdown. Uh, we'll turn that off. Uh, of course, everybody knows that we announced at the end of last year, coming into this year, that this would be our last year. This we were going to do like seven episodes or so. We're going to end at 300. I think that's a good number to end on. You know, I think right. um, uh, one thing for me is that the podcast um, field has become so crowded. I don't know if anyone's yeah. taking a look at indie podcasts, but there's a ton of them now. You know, in 2014, when we first started this, we were it just about. I mean, yeah. if you wanted to, you know, if you were an indie wrestler, you wanted to come on, you want to go on a podcast rather and talk, and it was me and Bob, basically. But, um, you know, there's plenty of room for everybody. It's just, I think we have ro- ridden this horse as far as it's going to go for right now, and, and no one's to say that, you know, you and I can't come back at a different time. That's um, true. But and- I'm, I, I'm kind of done with indie wrestling for the, for the time being, I've, I've had my fill. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very jaded about it. Uh, yeah. and I need some time off from it. So, um, two things I have planned for this upcoming year, one of which, uh, two wrestling events, uh, would be the gathering in August in Charlotte and, uh, WrestleCade in, uh, November in Winston-Salem. And those are the only two wrestling, uh, events I plan on going to this year, and that's it. Uh, I'm not going to any more but those two. But um, real quick, I would like to say that um, uh, you and I and Georgia talked about our favorite uh, things uh, and, uh, you know, to come up with some funny moments and, and things like that over the course of the seven episodes. And while I was doing some uh, work for a, a guest that we're having next week, I came across mm-hmm. a little dim dandy of uh, where I was not on the show because yeah. I was um, at the Charlotte Motor Speedway with the National Mustang Day. Okay. And 
gotten me angry was the fact that Nia Jax was going to have surgery on her knee and that people uh, I had seen on Twitter uh, commented the reason she had to have surgery on her knees is because she was fat. She mm-hmm. had too much weight. Yeah. And I was, I'm, I'm going to drop an F-bomb here, people, so I'm just going to warn you. What else is I was there? like, we can fuck them. And so George Coles, being the peacemaker that he was, and he said, well, you know, Laura, sometimes that's all people do. They just, you know, it's what they're, you know, supposed to do that, you know, they're supposed to say things like that. And my um, comment to him was, well, fuck them too, George. <laughs> so, see, every every but for some for some reason for some strange reason I don't know why this is that people for the longest time thought that I was the 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 quote unquote heel character of this program and it's never been me. Laura's the heel. Laura's <laughs> always been the heel. I've been I've been trying to be the good guy for for the last <laughs> six seven years. Yeah, you know, I've been putting people over like flapjacks, and Laura's been, has been dragging them down through the mud. It's the way that it goes, folks. It's the way it goes. See, I just speak the truth. I just speak the truth, and it rubs people the wrong way. But you, you just, well, you just light them up no matter how what they do or say. And speaking of lighting up, well, you need to light Chris Hero up. I do need to. Chris Hero all of a sudden on Twitter now claims that he's the wrestling genius. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't get it. I. I. I've had that moniker for. Uh, and of course, I borrowed it, borrowed it, quote unquote, borrowed it from others throughout years. But, you know, how is it that this guy just comes on Twitter and just takes my shit? I, I just don't, Chris Hero, stop it. I'm going to send a cease and desist letter to the Performance Center to. if you keep using Wrestling Genius. This is not fair. Yeah. Try to get it's over. And here comes some guy, some schmo, just tries to squash your momentum. And it happens every time. But, um, let's do this. Why don't you go on and give out the social media stuff? I don't know how many hits we had on the Twitter poll. I think people were still hung over from the holidays. Let's talk a little bit about your time off. We'll talk a little bit about my time off and then we'll, then we'll get to the meat and potatoes of this program. Certainly. Certainly. Um, you can tweet along live with us, um, at, um, well, I appreciate that, Gray Lobster. I'll miss seeing you at shows, too. Uh, but, you know, it's time to take a powder, as they say in cartoons. Um, so, uh, you can tweet along live with uh, George, you know, uh, prom date Coles, uh, at live, at from the armory. Uh, George, who was your prom date? Just curious. Um and you can also tweet along with me, Bob, George, and Dr. Guzeltron at Circle Sky, at Bob underscore Delph, at Hill Heat, and at the Gray Lobster, respectively. You can also uh, join with us on Facebook at our official page and our uh, fan page, which I think we're probably just going to leave those up. Yeah. Um, people can still, you know... Um, uh, George, uh, there's only one T in invite, so I just want to let you know that. Um, George, you know. George, Laura is reading Lincoln. along to the messages that George is sending, and in true heel fashion, 
is critiquing the spelling on them, even though nobody else can see them because she's just I reading them over the air. Well, these are not, these are not um, uh, you know, private messages, Bob. This is stuff he's put out on Twitter under oh, God. Liking the army. So that's why I was like, you know. <sighs> yeah, leave it to our director of social media and marketing, George. I don't know how to spell Coles to make us look even more unprofessional than what we already are. But that's okay, Bob. We've only got six more episodes to be unprofessional after this. And then I can fire uh, George. Well, I don't think we ought to fire George. We probably ought to keep him on retainer. No. Okay. Um, you owe me big, Cold. You owe me big. And you can also uh, listen to every episode from the last years on YouTube. So if you're out, you know, and you're trying to make your town... Just, you know, uh, hit us up on the YouTube. We've got, I mean, and I'm going to say this because the amount of people we've had on this show in uh, six years has been incredible. Absolutely incredible. We've got, you know, people who are, you know, signed with the WWE now, who are with the NWA, uh, who are on AEW. Um mm-hmm. It's pretty dang incredible what a little the little show that could, and what we've done. And I'm really incredibly proud of all that we have done. And I'm really grateful for the friendships that we've made uh, with you know professional wrestlers and promoters and photographers and uh, gimmick table guys and um, you know um, just really incredibly proud of the work that, you know, you and myself and George and uh, Dr. Guzatron has, has done, we, that we've all done. Um, it, it's just, um, you know, for some reason, Bob, I feel like I've got to justify this, and I'm not even sure why. Uh, I feel like i got to justify <laughs> why we're not doing this. Justify I, why we're not doing the work anymore? I, yeah, I, I know, I but we had gotten some messages, and we had some people come up to us and say, you know, what's the deal? Well, you know, why? Why now? Why, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think it's like people feel like we're quitting them or something, and it's like, no, I'm not. We're not quitting. We're I'm, we're retiring from podcasting. It has nothing to do with quitting. It's it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Right, and, and you know, it's not – um, this is a lot of hard work, and I will say that Bob does the majority of the work. I will say this right now. I, I, I don't have one problem whatsoever saying it. Bob does the majority of the work. Um, so if anybody wants to quit, it's him. But actually, I will tell the truth. It was me. It was me. Uh, I'd had enough. Uh, but I will say that Bob and I are not arguing. We're not fighting. We're not leaving on bad terms. Um, not at all. Uh, there's nothing farther uh, from the truth. We are still good friends and will continue to be good friends. It's just that um, I don't think people realize how much a podcast takes a toll on you because this is a week, weekly thing that you and I and George have to get ready for. That's true. And everything that you said was true except – when my expose comes out on Amazon.com for the low price of 19.99 each, then the truth will really come out. Uh, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, 
I, I don't know. You know, a, a, a lot of it's just keep trying to keep up with everything. You know, the the comings and goings, and uh, you know, the posts and the matches. And we're we're not talking about just in one specific area. We're talking about across the United States, sometimes across the world, trying to right. keep up with on the latest trends and. Um, you know, trying to be, uh, trying to be informative to fans and not being, you know, when we started out, not being a, uh, a, then it would have just been a TNA or a WWE rewind show where everybody was going over the matches, Matt, you know, blow for blow, pinfall for pinfall and giving their basically criticism, giving their opinion on why the match sucks so bad. And that's not what we wanted to do. And that's not what we've done at all. So, the body of work speaks for itself, like what Laura had said, and I I think that given given everything being equal, I think we set out to do exactly what we wanted to do. We accomplished what we wanted to do, and the goal had always been simple. That was to introduce you, the listener, to a new wrestler, a new promotion, uh, a new thought process. Uh, a, a, a different match, different match style, something to do with professional wrestling that you didn't know before and not insult people's intelligence and bring it to them in a way that, that, that was fair. And, and I think that we've done that. I think we've done that. Um, I think so too. And just one more quick thing before we get our guests yeah. on. Um, yeah. a, friend of my, a good friend of ours, uh, he will remain anonymous, had, Send me a message, you know, saying that he just really wasn't digging wrestling right now. And I totally can agree and sympathize with him because he said, and this is the best quote, that watching wrestling, being a wrestling fan now with everything that there is going on should be as easy as breathing. But it's not. It's like a full-time job with no paycheck now. I think and we'll get that, into that, and I think we'll get into that in a little bit. And I, I, I hear what you're saying, and there's a, uh, there is a continued swell of discontentment amongst wrestling fans that will never be satisfied for several different reasons, and it's the only sport entertainment industry that I know of that has a fan base that it is a love hate relationship. I I'm, I'm serious. I, it's one of those crazy oh, things, I'm, but say that again. I agree. I agree. Okay. I, I let, well, let's do this. Let's, let's cut the mustard here, so to speak. And let's go on and get our guest on because it, this is really what we're here for. This is what we're really here for. This is what we're really about. Uh, first got to catch a glimpse of this young lady at Queens of Combat this past year at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And unfortunately, the match got cut kind of short. But from what I was seeing and the things that I've been able to find on the Internet, I really, really like what I see. A very lot of, a lot of upside here. And without any more from me, I'd like to welcome to the program, if I have this correct, I'd like to welcome to the show Miss Hayden Ramsey. Hayden, are you there? I am. How are you guys? We're doing good. Doing good for a Wednesday night. Coming back after a month-long break and uh, needed to take a break. 
recharge the batteries and that kind of stuff. How are you tonight? How's your day been? Good. You know, just just got off work. So yeah. uh, calling in you guys, chat a little bit. I'm happy to be on your show and be the first show of 2020. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled to death that you're here. Absolutely thrilled that you're with us. That working for a living is not what it's cracked up to be, is it? <laughs> no, I tell you. No. It's terrible. Uh, kids, kids, stay young. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, <laughs> listen to her. Listen to her. Youth is wasted on the young. Uh, as is. you can hear with, yeah, as you can hear with me is the other co-host of the program, Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Hayden? Hey, Hayden, we are so happy to have you on as our first guest in 2020. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hayden, we'll uh, we'll go on and get started. This past month, the term bullying has been used on social media in certain circles. In your opinion, when does high expectations or demanding the best out of an opponent or a match go from just that to bullying? Well, um, in in our industry, as you may know, we we hold high expectations to our, our people and we want the best for everybody. And I think where the lines kind of get crossed is where we have individuals who have these expectations but don't do anything to help bring those other people up. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of putting people down uh, saying they need to do this and they need to do that, but no one actually steps in and helps them and shows them how they can get better. Um, I think especially in the female division in wrestling, it can be very cutthroat. Um, it's kind of a sink or swim situation. And unfortunately those that don't know, um, or I should rather say have that intrinsic motivation to get better, they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, so you, you definitely have to have mental toughness in this industry. Um, but then again, we just also need to encourage our females who are already out there um, who have been through the trials and tribulations to be supportive of those who are coming up. This is kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it, Hayden? Because on one hand, you can hear veterans say, well, none of these, none of these young bucks will come up to me and, and ask me to critique their match. And then when uh, a green person does ask them to critique them, they feel like they're being overly criticized. Is that fair? I think it, it it is fair if um if I, I guess the shoe has to fit, you know, if if I'm right. coming in and I'm asking a veteran, Hey, how can I get better at this? And they're talking about something completely different, I think mm-hmm. that's kinda where you're gonna get you're gonna get a little bit of overload. Um, so they take that as over criticism because you're you're talking about multiple different things that they could have changed rather than focusing on just one that would make a tremendous difference. Uh, and I think that's kind of where people start to get offended. Um, but then at the same time, you have to, you know, realize that this is a, cut, a cutthroat industry and you, you have to take the criticism good and bad and, and run with it. And if people don't believe in you, you just, you have to make them. Um, and it just really comes down to mental toughness. And uh, there is a line going back to the question before where, you know, people who are in the industry for a long time, um, can look down at, you know, the green people such as myself who haven't been around for that long um, and kind of put them down without helping them. But then again, you know, I I think it's also a part of our veterans' responsibility to reach out to the green people, to, you know, the people who are going to come up and take their spot eventually when they're done with their career. You know, it's it's a continuing cycle. I think the the 
the green kids need to go up and ask for advice, but then also the veterans need to be giving advice as well. Um, I, I know some people who have kind of the mentality of, well, if you're not going to ask me for advice, then I'm not going to give it to you. Um, and, and I can understand their, their view on that, but at the same time, these, these new kids may be terrified to come up to one of the veterans and, you know, not have the response that they want or get the critique that they want um, or that they need, I should say. Um, so with that situation, you just have to kind of either you go one of two ways. You ask for help um, and they give you the feedback or you don't and you kind of figure it out on your own. Um, personally, me, I've been fortunate to have uh, some really good veterans around me that, you know, they'll shoot me straight. If it's a lot to handle, if it, if it was terrible, they're going to tell me. Um, and I just kind of run with that, and I try to change things for the better. Another area of interest that's kind of peaked its head out is, quote, unquote, I'm not happy with my spot. From the casual fan's perspective, it seems like crying over spilled milk. But from the wrestler's perspective, it's a totally different ball game. What are your thoughts on this subject? Well, um, as unfortunately, I'm going to be as blunt with you as I can. And in any industry in this world, you have politics and they're going to play an effect to some point. Um, but what I believe and what I tell people is that your talent's always going to shine through. So even if, you know, people are going to try to put their friends or, you know, someone's a, a booker of a company and they have friends who are, who are workers, they're going to, you know, potentially move them up on the card. And what you have to do is just find a way to, to grab the audience, to make it undeniable that you're going to make it um, the best show that you possibly can. And you're going to make yourself a commodity and you're going to make yourself, you know, useful to the companies to where they have to put you in that higher regard. Um, I, once again, I mean, I feel like people just complain about where they're at in their spot, but they're not doing anything to change themselves. So they're not reinventing themselves. They're not connecting to the crowd in a different way. You know, they're not, they're just kind of sitting back and waiting for it to happen to them. And in this industry, you have to kind of take it by the horns and, and go after it. I remember at one point in time, listening to Paul Heyman talk and Paul was asked about a booking theory about, having a popular guy work with a person that's not so popular. And, and his fallback was that ultimately you wanted the other person to get better because when they got better, they could help the next person get better. And then all of a sudden you've got, instead of one or two people that are really good or really great, you've got seven or eight that are really good. And now you've got a card that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. Now, not so long ago, if you weren't signed by the WWE, it was deemed that you weren't a success in this industry, and that perception has changed. What, Hayden, is your definition of success in wrestling right now? My success is just being happy with where I am. Um, I'm kind of the person who always chases to do more and to be better. Um, I don't, I'm the kind of person, I don't know if I'm ever going to be satisfied with myself, but I'm going to give it the best that I possibly can. Um, as far as we're talking about, you know, the more, um, televised, uh, companies and things of that sort, there's, there's so many options these days that, you know, it's not, like you said, just WWE, you have AEW, you have Impact, which both of those companies are really big on the rise. You still have Ring of Honor, you have New Japan, um, and even places like uh, 
MLW and things of that sort. So for me, mm-hmm. it's really just about getting the experience. Um, the thing that I really love about this, this industry is just meeting people, connecting with people, because you never know what's going to lead. You know, I could, you know, get hurt in a match and I'm paralyzed for the rest of my life. So what I don't think some fans really understand is that we, we legitimately do risk our bodies on a daily basis every time that we step in that ring. Um, and so for me, being successful is just getting an emotional reaction from the fans, being able to evoke the emotions that I had when I was a kid and I was watching wrestling. Um, it may not be on the biggest platform, but as long as I can touch a few people and make them forget about, you know, what they may be going through, the hard times at home, you know, the kid that's bullying them, whatever it may be, and bring them just a, a piece of happiness, um, that that's my goal. Well, you mentioned, you know, being happy, you know, in your current place or being happy in that moment. Are you happy, Hayden? I'm not happy, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not happy for multiple reasons. I I, I understand that I'm new. Um, I'm definitely a bigger girl than some of these girls that I see. Um, And for me, I actually, I like that. You know, I'm not one of the girls who are always wishing that I was skinnier. I like to play off of, you know, my size because, I am who I am, and it's taken me a very long time to become comfortable with that, um, which is why um, earlier when you guys were talking about the Nia Jack situation um, with, you know, fat shaming and that, um, I've actually just hurt my knee. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are aware of that, but I had a partial yes. tear in my LCL, and, you know, some people made jokes about, oh, well, I guess you need to lose weight. No, um, what we do is dangerous. So um, I'm not happy with my – performance so far um i i know that there's a lot more in me and i can get even better and better as the as time goes on you know i'm going to train harder i'm going to um give everything i have to my matches and i think that i just have so much more to give um so it's not necessarily that i'm i'm not happy with my spot it's more so that i'm not happy with myself and my performance and that's something that only i can change you have a very straightforward smash mouth ring style are you happy with that and would you like to change anything about it right now and if it is what what would that be what would that change be i don't really want to change anything um straightforward is how i am in life um you know i'm i'm very much straight to the point uh you get in my face i'm gonna punch you that's just kind of how it's going to be uh, I'm not I'm not one of these people who are going to go out and do the aerial flips and the 450 splashes and things of that sort because, quite honestly, I don't have that body type. And I know that there's a stigma of, you know, changing, you know, the views on what you are able to do as a big person, you know, such as people like James Drake, uh, Keith Lee, Zane Riley, um, just those kind of people, you know, that are always out there doing things that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to do. Um, for my for me personally, I was always drawn to more of the smash mouth style, um, kind of the powerhouses. That's more of my, um, my forte. Um, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not so, uh, not so great when I leave my feet. So I like to stay very <laughs> grounded. Um, and neither am I, and... <laughs> neither am I, I've got yeah. the vertical leap of a slug. Oh, me too. Which yeah. is crazy. I play basketball and I can, I cannot jump. So, um, but well, you no, know, I mean, if they want to, why can't jump? Yeah, exactly. It's true, man. It's true. 
<laughs> but but if they want to go up there and you know do a, a you know jump off the top rope, that's fine. I'm gonna catch them when they come down. I'm you know it's less energy on my part. No, that that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense to me. How has being in professional wrestling changed the way that you view people in your daily life, or has it changed it at all? Uh, wrestling has has kind of changed my my whole outlook on on life, kind of. And I know it's kind of corny to say, but um, once I kind of got in the industry, which it's a, a very interesting story on how I got into it, but um, I'll save that for another time. Um, I started comparing everything to the industry, you know, like, um, just daily situations. It's really weird. Like I I would constantly think about, oh, this would be a good storyline or like, this is a funny, ironic moment. And it would take me back to something that I'd seen when I was a kid. But then once I got into it, I really just became obsessed, um, every minute of every day. I, I was thinking about ways to invent myself, to to get better, to, you know, connect with people better. Because I, I'm an extrovert, but I'm also very much an introvert. I'm kind of a combination. So, like, if, you, if I know you, I'll be outgoing. But if I don't, I'm kind of standoffish. Um, okay. And being in this industry, you know, it's really hard for an introvert, introvert to be in this industry. You know, you want to talk to your fans. You want to connect to them. Um, you want to, you want to meet new people, you want to network, but as an introvert, you know, it's kind of hard to do that when you don't already have something to connect with them with. So Mm -hmm. wrestling, it actually kind of helps because, you know, we're, we're all in one room together. We're all there for the same event. You know, we can talk to each other about one thing that we all have in common. And I have just been able to connect with so many people in this industry. You know, there's, I've even become friends with, people I grew up watching wrestle. Um, So it's kind of been crazy to me um, that this kind of, you know, networking happened to me and that I'm able to have these resources out there um, to my disposal that I know if there's ever a time where I need to reach out and I need some advice that they will give it to me. Um, So my everyday, my outlook on everyday life has changed completely um, because in this industry, you're so close, but yet you're so far. Um, because you have, you have, especially being in Charlotte, I have all these people around me, but then it also seems like it's so far away. So I have these, mm-hmm. these moments of like, I just need that break. You know, I just, I just need to get there. If I can get there, I'm going to make it. But then you also, you know, you have those self-doubt moments where it's like, I, it's going to take a while for me to get there. And you have to be realistic with yourself. You know, you can't go into it full-fledged thinking, hey, I'm going to have one match and, you know, the Fed's going to sign me. Uh, it doesn't quite happen right. like that. So, right. um, you know, it is it is a lot of turmoil on you, um, on your body. It's, you know, definitely more physically taxing than I thought it could possibly be. Um, just taking a bump, you know, hurts like heck. So um, my everyday life has, has completely changed since a year ago from when I first started. We'll probably circle back around about how you got into the business because I'm interested about that too. But you mentioned a couple of things, networking and, and being a little introverted. Because you are of the social media generation, is it hard for you to envision what wrestling was like before social media? 
and how can you use it to further your brand without getting caught up in the bullshit? Um, well, to completely be honest, I don't think you can promote your brand without being caught up in the bullshit. Um, hmm. If I'm being honest, I, I think that you're always going to have those, those people who are negative coming at you. And the bigger you get, the more haters you're going to get and the more hate, you know, you're going to get the tweets, you're going to get comments that are just not warranted. And there's always going to be a negativity surrounding, you know, someone who is doing their best, you know, it's kind of funny that we live in a society where when we see people being successful, we always want to bring them down. Um, Hmm. You know, you don't really know their backstory. You don't know what they've gone through to get to where they, they are. Um, But yet we still have the need to try to bring them down, which is something that I don't quite understand. Um, But being in wrestling without social media, I, if I am honest, I think it was probably, more personable um, in the sense that, you know, you would have more fans come out to the shows. You would have more attendance. You could, you know, at that moment in time when you were out there wrestling, when you were meeting fans, signing autographs, that was your time to connect with people. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas now we're connecting on a daily basis. You know, I have people on my, on my social media that reach out to me that I can talk to. Um, and I feel like it's just not as special, you know, when they're at your shows, you know, cause you just talked to them another day. It's not really more of an event as it used to be. Um, and I, and I kind of wish that we would make things, I know I can't speak for the world obviously, but I kind of right. wanted to go back to that a little bit. I think social media, while it does good and what it was intended to do with all intents and purposes, it was successful, but at the same time, we've now created another monster that we have to deal with, um, which is why I actually took, I think uh, I took about a week and a half off of social media. Um, mm-hmm. Not because anyone was being negative towards me or anything like that. It was just, um, especially just with the recent Twitter activity, I'll leave it at that. Um, it just made me realize how much negativity is out there and I needed just to take a break um, and really just focus on myself and figure out what I want to do from here. Um, and just, right. and just, you know, get away from some people, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I take two weeks off every year and don't even open anything. Have to, have to yeah. do it. Yeah. Have to. Laura, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I'm fixing to take a prolonged break in March because I have had enough of this. (laughs) I have had enough of, like you said, people being negative, and I'm really tired of reading all the political stuff, and I'm just just tired of it. I'm, I'm taking a break. So I totally, totally get you with that. So, you know, you were talking about having veterans and uh, things like that to, you know, talk to, to look up to. Uh, But I'm curious, George South gives all his um, students a nickname except for Cedric Alexander. Um, So (laughs) for nickname. My nickname, uh, when I first came in, I thought I was a badass and I just wanted to run through people. Um, so he gave me the nickname Ronda Rousey. 
<laughs> oh, well, that is uh, that is my nickname from George. Uh, awesome. I love it. I love it. I, mm. I feel a very special connection to Rhonda every time I see her. That's awesome. George comes up with yeah. one of my favorites is that um, it's called Montana Black. He calls him T-Rex. T-Rex, yep. Yeah, calls him T-Rex because yep. he's, he's big. Uh, called, yeah, uh, Kate, it, you know, Montana's huge, and I'm telling you, I think 2020 is going to be Montana's year. Um, yeah, uh, Kaylee, I think so uh, too. Yeah, it's just it's time. It's it's time for Montana to get that uh, mega push that he's been deserving. Um, anyway, um, I'm just curious. You know, you we were talking. You mentioned your knee injury. And let's talk about that. So, you know, how did it happen? Uh, and, you know, we know the physical aspects of injury, but how did you deal with the mental aspects of being injured? Well, um, the way it happened, I was actually in the ring. We were running some drills. Um, I just went um, full blast, stopped, turned around really quickly, um, and my knee gave out. Um, it was just as simple as that. We weren't doing uh, anything crazy. I was just running um, a spot. I planted my foot, and I went to turn around, and my knee just popped. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went down. George was the first one down there to hear me cussing. I'm sure he loved that. Um, <laughs> and uh, but no, George. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love George. He's great. Um, but uh, he was the first one down there, and me being hard-headed, I was just trying to – I was going to try to get up and walk it off, but I realized I didn't have any feeling in it. Um, and then I told them oh, just God. to get back to training and not to worry about me. <laughs> um, but so that that's kind of how it happened. Um, uh, ironically, I'll kind of go ahead and say it um, – Tessa and Dagger, Dagger were visiting. They were home from the holidays, and uh, it happened to happen right in front of them. Um, so Dagger actually helped me out of the ring and um, was trying to crack some jokes and help me out with that. Um, but uh, as far as the mental, I, I reached out to a few people. Um, uh, my friend Caitlin Camp, um, also Savannah Evans. I'm sure you guys know her. Um, I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, um, just kind of, you know, I, I wanted to get a female's aspect on it. Not that there's any, you know, thing different with injuries, but just with how competitive the female um, industry is and um, how she, if she had any injuries and how she dealt with that. I'm just trying to get some some, some advice from them. Um, but it was it was hard at first. Um, I actually had two bookings that weekend um, that were scheduled that I had to um, give up essentially and find someone else to take my place, which was a little bit hard to do. And um, but I went and I, I watched um, Caitlin uh, Camp, who took my spot um, at Firestar. Um, I think she did a great job. So it, it was nice for me to, you know, I can't wrestle. So it was nice for me to actually sit back and enjoy it because whenever you're not injured, you always want that spot. You always want to be up there wrestling. Um, but for me to be hurt 
and not able to do that, it was kind of nice to just sit back and watch and kind of take it in without, you know, thinking about why you're not up there. I'm sure that second nature, you know, for you to think, you know, gosh, it should be me in the ring. I should be doing that. I could, you know, I could be, you know, doing this. I could, or even, you know, I could do that better or, you know, whatever. And, you know, that's just human nature really, you know. Right. I, well, I, I, I try not to think that I can do anything better than anyone. Um, I think my own person, I'm my own person and they, everyone has a different style, even if it's categorized the same. I think someone always brings something to the table that I don't. Um, and I bring something to the table that they don't. So I think it's just about what fits at the time. I try not to try my best not to compare myself, um, to anybody else. I try to take my progression, um, individually and just compare myself now to where I used to be. Right, because the only person you're really competing with is the person you were yesterday. Exactly, and I think a lot of us get caught up in the in the drama of competing with each other where we should just be focused on ourselves, and if we all focus on ourselves and we all get better, then we'll all succeed. There's plenty of spots out there. Hmm. That's right, and you guys all make money. Just like George, you know, always says that, you know, when Magnum uh, and Dusty were killing it in the main event, he he still got paid. Exactly. Listen, George <laughs> knows all about how to get paid, man. And I'm taking some lessons from him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, well, he leaves. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm learning some stuff from him, so I'm, hopefully it's going to pay off soon. You do that because I have all <laughs> This is the world that it will pay off because the man has been wrestling forever and is, you know, still making a good career out of it, a good living. So, you know, you can't go wrong by following George South's advice, you know. Um, we know. love George I know. He is one of our yeah, favorite Yeah, George is a great guy. He, um, he is was the first person to really recognize that I'm really hard on myself and uh, would always yell at me in training to smile <laughs> um, because I guess I look too serious, which is also probably why I got the name Ronda Rousey. Um, <laughs> and he, he was very patient, very patient with me because I came from a basketball background and sports background, which is helpful for like your conditioning and your athleticism, but it's a completely different training for wrestling. You know, you have to break yourself of all your mental barriers that you were taught from growing up, you know, to fall backwards. Why would I fall backwards? I'm just going to hurt myself. So, um, tuck your chin, tuck your chin. Yeah. Tuck your chin fruit. Um, (laughs) but, uh, he, uh, (laughs) he's going to kill me. (laughs) Um, no, but he he was very patient with me. You know, there was there was a few weeks in there where I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue. Um, but he always told me, you know, like keep your head up, you're doing good. Stop being so hard on yourself. Um, you know, he'd text me after training, telling me what things I did well and what I could work on. Um, so he's he's just a really great trainer. He's he's the best. Solid the earth, that man. Um... You know, I saw your WrestleCade photos, especially the ones from Queens of Combat. And I'm curious, you know, what makes Queens so special and what did you take away from that whole weekend? Well, 
Queens to me um, was really kind of a milestone uh, when I first came on, um, which I think we're going to talk about later is how I got into wrestling. Um, I, I first came on and I knew that Queens was kind of the all women's promotion. I didn't really know much more about that. Um, but I, as I started getting more into wrestling and training more, I started to notice the, the caliper of women coming through. Um, you know, you have Diamante, you have Tasha Steeles, you have different people who are now signed to these big, you know, deals. You had, I, I think uh, Diamante was on AEW Dark last night. Um, right. And Tasha's, Tasha's with NWA, you know, Chris is Chris Statlander, she's with AEW. So when you really start to kind of think about the talent that you're in the locker room with, it's kind of mind blowing. Um, obviously, I know my match got stopped short, uh, which we'll, uh, we'll just not talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, but just to be able to be in the same locker room with those women were, was, an amazing experience, you know, and everyone was very supportive of each other. I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little weary going into an all women's locker room. You know, typically people would think there's drama, but everyone back there was just so supportive of each other and just wanted everyone to succeed. And it was a very, very pleasant experience. Um, so my goal now is just to get back on cleans and, and to show people that I actually belong there. Well, you know, we think you belong there, so there's two votes yeah. for you. Um, Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I think, that. What was your favorite WrestleCade moment? I mean, did you meet someone that you hadn't met or you'd been wanting to meet, or did you see a match that you were just like, oh, God? Um, so, yes to both. Um, I. It's not that I, I met them. It was a reconnection with um a couple people that I had gotten close to that I grew up watching um, on TV, and it was good to see them again. But the best moment from WrestleCade, honestly, was when I saw George get sprayed by the Great Mizza. That was <laughs> fantastic. Um, the the whole cra- the whole place went crazy. It was amazing. Um, I think I heard George cuss for the first time in my life. Um, oh it was just pretty great. It was pretty great. And I, I could be wrong. It could be wrong. So don't, uh... Oh no, I'm not. Cause he cussed on the, he cussed on the AML show. That's right. Uh. Yeah. So, so, so those are, those are the two moments here in George. I love it. Um, it was, uh, that was pretty great. And a lot of his, uh, a lot of the trainees were there. Um, even, uh, big swall aerial, um, was there in attendance, and we were all just watching that match, and it was just a pretty great moment to take in with a bunch of the trainees who were there. We enjoyed it on the fan side too, um, because I had called called it. I was like, George is going to be the one that wrestles Muda, and a lot of people were like, No, I'm like, Yeah, because um, who else is Muda going to trust? Yourself, right. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It yep. just made sense. Um, if I were ever going to wrestle, I'd, I'd want to wrestle George South because he knows what he's doing. I mean, obviously. <laughs> uh, right. But I'm not going to wrestle. Just put that out. Throw that out there. That's not happening. Why, uh, why not? Well, first of all, I'm too old. And second of all, no, you're not. I don't. 
Oh, I'm oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm way too old. <laughs> Second of all, I, I don't bump very well. I bumped out here in my yard, and and thank God I took my skin. Uh, I took over my own and if I had my skin, she, I would out. She's she's comparing a, a clumsy moment to to taking a full bump. I I would pay money. I would pay big money <laughs> to watch Laura wrestle George South in a false count anywhere match in the Benton Convention Center. Yeah. I'd pay huge yeah. amounts of money to see that. Well, you might as well. And I bet you. Know. you. I bet you he'd make <laughs> you look like a hundred bucks. Oh, yes. I, I easy. Look, I know that he's easy, but yes, Bob, you, <laughs> you're probably going to have to send a boy band out the house with it one day. I might um, have so, to. I have to. But, you know, my last question for you is, what is your favorite Dixie Chick song? Oh, my God. First of all, I'm just obsessed with the Dixie Chicks. Anyone who knows me knows that. Um, uh God, a favorite one. Oh, I'm on the spot. I'd I'd have to say their very first single. I'd have to say Wide Open Spaces. Hmm. Um, I I really connected with that song when I was a kid. Um, anytime we were traveling, my dad would put in the CD. Um, but then, you know, I also, I love, like, I know every single song that they've ever made. Like, there's no question about that. Um, but, um, you know, they're not ready to make nice when that came out, um, it was just such a slap in the face to everybody who had, you know, disgraced their their product and really came after them, whether they believed with their political stance or not. They're using their first or their uh, First Amendment right, sorry, um, to freedom of speech, and it it just really connected with me about, hey, I I can say what I'm gonna say and I can stand up for myself and screw you if you don't agree with me. Um, so I still rock out to that one when uh, I'm feeling a little angry. So um, those would probably be the top two. And then uh, some days you got to dance when you're just having a bad day. Uh, hmm. Those are probably the top oh, three that I would. I, uh, uh, I don't think that one. I'm going to have to delve into uh, my Dixie Chicks. Uh, to find that one, I've I've not heard of that one. That must not have been a, a an album that I have. It's uh, it's off the Fly album, if I remember correctly. Off the Fly. Okay, all right. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I have three favorite Dixie Chick songs. Uh, one of them is "There's Your Trouble." Yeah. Um, okay. I have a different take on "I'm Not Ready to Play Nice." Um, Mm-hmm. Or I'm not ready to make nice, rather, um, because I was going through a divorce at the time in which that song came out. So that spoke volumes to me and helped me get through that really, really rough period of my life. And I totally, you know, I, I have to, and I think everyone has to give props to them because they took a stand in country music that was not very popular and had never been taken in country music. Country music is has been historically conservative to a point Absolutely. and they took a they took a stand uh and you know almost ruined their careers with it but came very very close. Um and my third 
Dixie favorite Dixie Chick song is "Taking the Long Way Around" because that's okay. been the theme of my life. Is I'm not, you know, I don't ever do anything the, the easy way. I always have to take the long way around. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Good. Kind of. No. Kind of uh, like that. It's kind of like that Falls County Anywhere match. He's going to take the long way around the convention center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's my Yeah, she'll probably be riding on a sin wagon when she's done too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, speaking of circling back around, let let's circle back around a moment and let's go to the light bulb moment, the aha moment, the. I think I can do that moment that said to Hayden, this is what I want to try. I want to try professional wrestling. What was that moment? Well, um, so, so how I got into it, um, it's kind of a weird story. I was in graduate school at Winthrop university. Um, and I had a professor and she was talking about, um, (laughs) crazy enough how someone died at one of her wrestling schools, and I was like, whoa, what, what kind of wrestling? This is a, a law class, just so you know. Um, okay. And I was, uh, I was like, what kind of wrestling? She's like, pro wrestling. I was like, like WWE, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, I, I kind of freaked out because I didn't know that there were actual schools for this. Like, I, I quite honestly didn't even know how you, how you got in. I thought you just had to know somebody, and you just went down to Orlando. I, I had no idea. Um, right. So... Um, she was talking to me about it and I, I began to get a little bit closer with her and she she asked me if I wanted to go to WrestleCon. Um and I, I at the time I had no idea what WrestleCon was. You know, all I knew was I watched Raw and SmackDown every week. Um and so I agreed. Uh we went down to New Orleans in twenty eighteen. Um I got to work the convention, I got to meet you know, I got Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg, you know, all the, all the big names. I got to meet them, take pictures. Um, but then I got to, to meet some of the, you know, lesser known names. And when I, not to demean them, but to only a WWE fan, I had no idea who they were. Um, right. and, and I went to a few of the live shows. I was working the event. Uh, I went to the live shows and, and I saw it. And I, I saw some people that I didn't know. Um, and I just kind of, saw the production of everything and how things were ran. And I kind of just fell in love with just the, the feeling in the arena um, with not just being a fan, but at that time I was, I was working the event. Like I was a part of it. I felt like I, you know, I, I belonged to it um, mm-hmm. with what little, with, you know, the little tiny roles that I had in the production. Um, and so I, ha- I had that feeling. And um, by the end of the weekend, uh, Michael Bikikio, the owner of High Spot, um, came up to me. Um, his wife is who my professor was. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't know that. So his wife, Chrissy, oh, wow. was my professor. And uh, he uh, came up to me and he said, hey, do you want to start wrestling? If you want to take it seriously, you just let me know. Um, and I went home um, about after a month. You know, I still had his wife in school and I was still taking some classes about a month later. I, I sent him a text and I said, Hey, I, I want to give this a try. Um, so I went and I met with George 
and I, you know, George makes you watch two trainings before he'll allow you to get in the ring or, or make your decision to sign up because um, he wants you to know what you're getting into, you know. Um, one thing that I liked about George was that a lot of places, like a lot of schools, if you say, hey, I want to sign up, you sign up. If you, you know, you don't even know what you're doing. You haven't even seen them practice yet, and you just go in, and then you're like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> um, right. But they've already taken they've already taken your money. You're not getting it back. Um, so right. George does a great job of making sure that you watch and you realize what you're getting into, and this is something that you really want to do because not for anything, I don't want to waste my time, and I know that George doesn't want to waste his time. He already has a ton mm-hmm. of students that, you know, seem to be committed to, to wanting to do this, and he's, you know, busy elevating them that, you know, I don't need to add something to him if I'm not going to take this seriously. Um, so I watched it. Um, uh, Montana was there. Uh, Savannah was there. Um, Darius Lockhart and, and a few others, those were who were there when I had first started um, washing and um, I kind of saw his technique and I saw how he was not rushing his students. Um, he was, he was making sure that every person took the time to get it right. Um, you know, if, if someone messed up, he didn't just say, all right, you two go over there next people. He took the time to work with you and then he'd let you try again. Um, because that's how I learned. I, I learned through trial and error. I don't learn from you showing me or you telling me I have to actually do it. Um, which is why I then agreed. I, I went up to Georgia and said, Hey, I want to do this. Um, so I signed the paperwork and then I started training the next week. Uh, so that's kind of how that happened. And then here we are in 2020 and I'm, I'm, I'm I did Russell con last year. I, uh, for my, um, graduate internship I, I ran WrestleCon with Michael and Michael's hooked me in again for 2020 so I'll be running WrestleCon down in Tampa again this year awesome. congratulations yes absolutely awesome thank you well thank you Tampa's a little way away but something that's not a little ways away is this Saturday night for high velocity wrestling you're scheduled to face off with somebody that we're familiar with. I think you're familiar with her too, and one Sadie Lee Moss. What? Uh, oh yes. What, yeah. What can <laughs> What can fans in attendance expect to see from you in this matchup? You're going to see the brute force. You're going to see a powerhouse going to town on a on a girl who, um, in my opinion, has you know changed her outlook and you know feels entitled and isn't really the example that she she sets out um i i have an issue with her professionally but that's you know we're gonna take that out on saturday i'm gonna be straight up in her face she's she's not gonna be able to run for me essentially um she may be faster than me but you know the pinfall happens in the ring so she's gonna have to come back in at some point um you know, my my biggest issue with her is that at one point we used to be friends, and I, I hurt my knee. And, um, I was actually supposed to have a match with her at Firestar, but then, uh, you know, I, I couldn't take that match. So um, that was replaced, and it, it seems ever since we had our first match at Firestar, she, she keeps running from me. She doesn't want anything to do with me. She doesn't um, really take me seriously, I guess, is more of my concern with her. Um, I, I got hurt. She didn't reach out to me. She didn't text me. She didn't call me. 
Um, it was more so like, hey, um, it's one less person down I got to deal with. So um, this Saturday, I'm going to make sure that she realizes that I'm, I'm here to stay. I might be hurt. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I might not be 100% come Saturday, but I'm going to give it my all. And I guarantee you she's going to get the very best Hayden Ramsey that she's ever met. Um, and that's my promise to all the fans of Saturday. For other events that are coming up within the next week or so, other than the match coming up at high velocity, where else are you going to be coming up at Hayden? So the fans want to see you wrestle. Where are you going to be at? Um, so like you mentioned, I do have um, some HVW bookings uh, for the next couple of months. Um, Carolina all-star wrestling in Dallas, North Carolina is going to pick back up this year. Um, I am also potentially going to be back on Queens. Um, uh, sometime soon, hopefully with uh, the knee getting better. Um, I definitely want to make sure that I'm I'm 100% when I go there because I don't want to disappoint anyone or myself. Um, I don't have any future bookings past March right now, so if any promoters are out there and they want to book me, feel free. <laughs> wink, um, wink, nod, nod, yeah, prod, right, prod. Right, yeah, right. Right. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, I'm, I'm looking at trying to get on potentially, uh, something down in Tampa, um, the week, uh, the, a couple, maybe a couple of days before the convention, um, go down there early, things of that sort. Um, still, still pretty open for me. Um, I do have a lot going on with WrestleCon, so it, it's kind of a, um, a shuffle between, you know, taking bookings and running a huge convention. <laughs> so, um, for right now, I, I, fans can excite me at HBW consistently um, every month. I believe it's the last Saturday of each month um, is when they're going to run it. Um, Carolina All-Stars for sure. Um, I will probably be back at Firestar very shortly as well. Um, but for right now, that's um, what I have booked. Very cool. Um, Merchandise? Is there any Hayden Ramsey merchandise? Eight by tens, buttons, stickers, pins, anything that we need to know about? I do have I have a few, quite a few eight by tens. Um, I have about four different uh, pictures. If you uh, would like some, just contact me on my social media or find me at a show. Um, merchandise. Uh, I'm still in the work with uh, t-shirts. Um, I do want to get some snapbacks for those of uh, for those people who know me, I'm a huge fan of snapbacks. Anytime you see me, I'm probably wearing a snapback. That's just kind of my thing. I don't know why. Um, but it's cool. I like it. Um, so I'll probably get some, some Hayden snapbacks, um, and then I'll get some T-shirts coming up soon. Just trying to get some uh, some pre-orders so I know you know how many I'm going to get. Um, Sound, that's good. That, that's good. Plan ahead. Uh, social media. For fans that want to reach out to you and, and connect with you on social media, how can they do that? Uh, Facebook. Um, I have a Hayden Ramsey Facebook page. Um, they can find me on their Instagram. Uh, it's at Hayden Ramsey Pro. Um, I believe I'm the only one uh, with Hayden Ramsey anyway, so you should be able to find me on there. Um, and then Twitter, um, I kind of keep it with a little bit of my personal life. Uh, it's actually at Chelsea Cashin. My first name spelt weird. Um, so I'll spell it. It's C H E L C E I. Um, don't know why my parents cursed me like that, but they did. Oh, um, I know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
you can't find it, odds are if you type in my first name correctly, I'm the first person going to pop up. Um, Sounds good. Uh, but th- those are my social media. Very good. Very good. If it's any consolation to you, Hayden, there's one thing that I know to be true because I, I do speak the truth. Laura and I have a consistent track record of catching talents at a very young time in their career. My advice to you would simply be this. Keep at it. Stay healthy because you have something. You have it. You do have it. So nothing but, yes. nothing but the best of luck to you in the future, and we'll certainly be paying attention to see where it takes you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Not it's a problem. Been a pleasure. Yep. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. No problem at all. See you guys soon. Okay. Have a wonderful evening. See you later. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. There goes Hayden Ramsey, and we'll be back right after this brief message. Hey, everybody. Monkhouse Bob. And the lovely Laura. Folks, we've been telling you for the last five years. All the different ways that you can listen to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You can hear us on www.fnx.net, where you can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. The most important thing is, do you listen? Every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Don't miss it. Should have redone that promo and said, you know, for the past six years, six years, six years. But at any rate, um, right. what a what a breath of fresh air to kick off 2020. Um, the the amazing thing for me is being able to catch somebody at the very beginnings, a year year into her career, and watching Hayden, watching match tape on her, watching her in person. All of the building blocks that George South has helped her helped her through over the course of this last year. All the building blocks, all the basics, all the fundamentals are in place. And you can tell, I can tell, by her ring positioning, uh, by knowing what to do, when to do it, not what to do, when not to do it. Everything is everything is in place for this young lady. And I am telling you now, as I have told people before in the past, over the course of years and years and years, pay attention to this young lady. Pay attention because you're going to see her on a different screen, a different platform in the years to come. I guarantee it. Mark my words. Uh, Most certainly. I think um, she, uh, you know, uh, incredibly intelligent and you know gets it i think that's what it really is is that you know she's not been in the business that long but being around people like george south she gets it absolutely totally you know absolutely i'm very anxious to see where she goes yeah me too uh certainly Certainly want to thank Hayden for coming on the show tonight. Like I said, was very uh, was very excited to have her on because I knew what we were going to get. Had a very good idea of what we were going to get, and we got exactly what we got, which was 
some great stuff as always. One to uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to jump back for a minute uh, because I know that you and I have talked a little bit, and you know we took the break, you know, through December, through Christmas, through the holidays, through New Year's, and posted a few things here and there, you know, just saying hello, we aren't dead, and this, that, and the other, and I know that you and I have talked, and I know that you feel extremely jaded by what we're seeing, not only in independent wrestling, but wrestling in general, and I think I think it begs a, a definition, uh, or at least a conversation, you know, we we alluded to it at the beginning of the show. There's been so much stuff that has happened, I want to say, since the fall of 2019. And it's coming, it's coming from both from those within the industry and those outside of the industry. We have, uh, let me think how I want to word this. I'll just word it the way that I want to. We have people that are outing pedophiles. We have allegations of uh, politics and bullying and racism, and we have uh, promotions that are putting in talents that people aren't familiar with and expecting them to sink or swim on national TV, and a lot of them are sinking, and it's not because of their own fault. It's because they've never performed in front of a crowd that big. We have other promotions that seem to be on their dying breath that don't want to do anything about it. We have other promotions that are, are thriving that people aren't taking seriously. We've got wrestlers that are going into other areas, trying to grow their brand and being admonished for it. We've got guys with championship title belts that probably don't deserve to be champion. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, I think part of it for me anyway is, you know, the number of groups that I'm involved with on Facebook, just to try to keep up with match match announcements and stuff. It's gone from match announcements and videos to polls about how bad did this match suck? And does this oh, person, yeah. you know, or, or, yeah. how, or, or how does, why why are we why are we getting why do we have to watch this or you know just you know it's just a whole bunch of stuff and i guess what i was trying to get to is there is just a groundswell of negativity that continues to just churn and churn and churn and churn and eventually at some point it just it gets to be sensory overload and it doesn't matter how many people I unfollow, unfriend, don't want to see their posts, back out of a group, somehow it just finds its way to weasel back in. And it's kind of like what you said, this should be, uh, what, it should, this should be the greatest time of our lives. And unfortunately, it's just not. And I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there is an answer. Does that is that kind of what what your feeling is? Is that what 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 you're seeing? Because you know I've got a really bad taste in my mouth uh, for independent wrestling right before Wrestlecade. 
because of an, an, uh, a thing that happened on Twitter. Um, and almost didn't go to WrestleCade because of um, just because I was sick of the whole thing, you know. Um, but it, I, and you know, the, here's the thing: is I think what you're hitting on is that it, it's not really wrestlers, and some of it is, and, and but I think for the most part, it's fans ruining it for themselves. It's like. Hmm. You can't be satisfied. You know, I'm not really a big fan of the Dark Order on AEW. I, I'm just not. But you don't see me writing a thesis as to why I am not a fan. Or, you know, uh, in, before AEW premiered, John and I went to uh, a Conrad and JR podcast at the gathering. And JR was like, you know, hey, just a year. You know, give us some time. We're not going to hit everything out of the ballpark. And they're not. And they haven't. And I'm I'm willing to give the man a year. I'm willing to give Cody and them a year just because they're trying something different. That they have someone that's going to back them up and say, hey, let's try to make a different product from WWE from Ring of Honor, from NWA, from Impact. Listen, you know, I'll, I'll give them that time for just trying. I see what they're trying to do. And can't other people see this? This is what gets me, you know. Um, I, I'm really excited for this NWA and Ring of Honor uh, relationship starting back up. And I saw someone on Facebook say, well, if they give that belt to Ricky Morton, I'm out. I just think blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, and I've just had enough, Bob. I've some. This is what really put the nail in the coffin for me the other day. Someone reported one of my posts on Facebook. And what it was, it was, and this is another reason why I'm like, stop the world and let me off. The new thing that's going around viral is that teenagers and, and and the like are eating cereal out of another person's mouth. <laughs> they are putting <laughs> the milk in the cereal in someone else's mouth and taking a spoon and eating it. Okay? That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of in my life. Well, I'm, I reported what? it. I reported that. I'm tired of your fetish sexual overtones on Facebook. I can't take it anymore. Look here, Mr. Bunkhouse Bob. If you want to start talking about fetish. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, Mr. I, I, I couldn't find West Virginia if it if my life depended on it. But I, a family member of mine said it great, that the human race his kind was not ready for social media you're right and that's what i'm that's my point here is that this whole cavalcade this this treading water in the shallow end of the gene pool is simply this we have more people now on social media that are giving their opinion their opinion on professional wrestling 
that have no valid experience within wrestling. Now, I know that people are automatically going to say, well, well, Laura's not a wrestler. Bob's not a wrestler. What, what makes your opinion feel or what, what makes your opinion more valid than, than what my opinion is? And I'll tell you why. Because I've had people within the industry back up our opinion with validity. That's why. Because instead of talking about professional wrestling to a circle of friends, we are talking to professional wrestlers. We are talking to those within the industry and having our thoughts and our questions validated by these same people that you have heard on this program. That's what makes it different. If I am wrong or if Laura is wrong, we are going to say that we're wrong. But if I sit here and ask a professional wrestler that's had 25 plus years experience in the business, do you see this trend? Is this what this trend means? Or is this what this trend is doing? In your opinion, do you agree with that? And they say yes. And they have said yes 95% of the time on this program. That's what makes it different. There your unformulated opinion on about what sucks and posting it on Facebook for everybody to look at so that you can have four or five of your buddies click like on there and say, yeah, man, that did suck. That, 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 does, not, that does not constitute or that does not make you a, an expert in the realm of professional wrestling. We have too many fucking experts on social media in professional wrestling. Too many. And it goes back to what Laura was talking about, about when we were doing the show, when we started out doing the show, there were, there were a few, there were a few podcasts. One of the first big podcasts that came out was, you know, the Ric Flair show with Conrad Thompson and all that. And they were basically reminiscing about Rick's stories from the 1980s. There was that one. There were a few others. There, there were a few others that were, were talking about the WWE that were talking about TNA but again, these were match-by-match match analysis by fans about how bad the match sucked or what could be better or who they would book to win and who should have had the belt and why this person lost. It was all just based on, on, on what they wanted to see, not, not what made sense or not what actually happened. There wasn't anybody talking about independent professional wrestling. If it was, it was few and far between. There, there are maybe a handful of people, and most of them, most of them were specifically talking about female professional wrestling, whether it be shine or shimmer, you know, that type of thing. There were, there was some focus there, but there wasn't people that, that were talking about NWA vendetta. There wasn't, there wasn't people talking about, you know, what was going on at ignite wrestling or wildcat or NAWA or, you know, any PWX or anything else. There wouldn't be people talking about that. There was a whole foreign concept. And so we came on the air and started bringing people on. There's too many, too many experts. Right. And, and we're going to quit while um, we are on top. We're going out on top. Um, I'm not going to be canceled. Um, uh, by anyone uh, except ourselves. Um, but um, I think, you know, I've had pro wrestling in and out of my life for years. And a, a lot of people on Facebook have kind of, you know, like, oh, can't believe, you know, I took a break for many years. I didn't, 
I didn't watch really anything from like, you know, about 1999 to 2005. I'm totally ignorant of that part because I stopped watching it. It wasn't, the product didn't speak to me anymore. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I will come back. You know, I still, I watched a great NWA Power. And this is just, a, you know, some advice for Billy Corgan. Buy you a suit. You're the owner of that company. <laughs> <laughs> Quit coming out there in a pullover and a beanie. Buy a suit. Look Quit. like you look like a professional, for God's sakes. You're the like CEO. You out or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear you. Now, is, I mean, if we're, I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, let's be honest about it. You know, there's stuff going on in the WWE. I don't care for. I watched. I've watched maybe an hour of NXT in a month. I watched a, a little bit of NWA Power. I like it. I've seen a little bit of AEW. Uh, let's admit it, George. AEW is not all all that in a bag of chips. It's just not. I mean, it, 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 the upside is there. there. Give it time. But there's stuff going on there. Just you know, I, I saw today people were were very disappointed in the AEW dark matches. You know, just the matches going in slow motion. Well, you know, I mean, just a bunch say- of bunch of different stuff. It, it is, but I will say this to AEW. My advice to you is that if you're going to make a big deal about a Memphis wrestling reunion, put it on the air, not on AEW Dark. I thought it was going to be on uh, the regular program, and I think there would have been people who would love to see these wrestling legends. I mean, Austin Idol even had his new hat on. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that going on. Listen, is professional wrestling perfect? No, is professional wrestling always going to have the person that you want be champ? No, it's not. But this constant this constant internet bickering about what you think is right and how everybody else is wrong. Everybody, everybody says social media is killing wrestling. Social media is not killing professional wrestling. The people on social media are killing professional wrestling. It's not social media. It's the, it's the people that use it. You know, that, 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 that's it in a nutshell for me. You got to sit back and enjoy it. Instead of put the damn phone down. Just put the phone down and watch the show. If you don't like it, guess what? You don't have to watch it again. Give it a break for a couple of weeks. Then tune back in. You're going to anyway. The only difference is you're just adding what you think is right and wrong on top of it on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is that you're working that night. Just give it a rest. Just give it a fucking rest. That's all you got to do. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, maybe some magic will come back for you. Maybe. And then again, and, and, it might and that's not. I am point, and I'm not... I'm not a person who is taking my ball and going home. Um, not not in the least bit. Uh, I'm I'm not leaving because such and such isn't champion or this isn't happening. Or I'm tired of it all. I'm tired of it taking up most of my life. I'm tired of. I, I feel as though I've put a lot into something, but I keep looking at like, where am I getting out of it? 
You, you get know, to talk to me every about, week. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. What am I getting out of it? Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, there's other things, I don't, and I don't know about you, but there are other things that I want to do uh, that I have, have taken the back burner in the last six years. Um, I've got a ton of books I want to read. I've got audio stuff I want to listen to. I want to get back into doing more photography. I want to do some art. It's just some things that I'm I'm putting wrestling, and I, I'm even at March. I am uninstalling Facebook, and um, I'm uninstalling Facebook on my cell phone, and I am putting Twitter and Instagram on the second screen of my cell phone, and I'm just not going to get. I'll, I'll post pictures on Instagram because I really like Instagram, and that's why I like it. There's no drama. There's just pictures. And so, you know, if you guys want to keep up with me, Instagram, I might be on Twitter a little bit, but I'll be on Messenger. And if you've got my cell phone, you can always text me and keep up with me. But I'm checking out. Deuces. Well, we've got a few more episodes to do before you check out completely. And one of the, those episodes coming up is a, a, a second-time guest coming up next week. This is a guy that we had on during our spring of the syndicate campaign last year. And I'll, I'll preface this with another morsel of truth for you. I told you people, I told you people in the spring of 2019 that the syndicate would implode upon itself. And the catalyst of that implosion would be one Jason Cade, who doesn't like me having my name, his name in my mouth or something like that. That's okay, quote-unquote champ. I'm not going to be talking about you next week. I might a little bit, but we will be talking to TJ Boss, and we're going to find out, I don't know, the ins and outs, the what's and the whys, and what really happened to probably one of the better factions in PWX that just couldn't get along. Jealousy and ego and all that other stuff, but We'll also talk about TJ still working a tag team with Montana Black. I think that's a good thing. And what's going to happen for TJ if he decides to branch out onto his own a little bit? We'll uh, be talking I, to TJ Boss because he's one of our favorite people. Well, I didn't get a chance to talk to him because I was yeah. actually at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, as I mentioned before. Vroom, vroom. Um, yep. But um, I'm looking forward to talking to him. And I really and truly think that he is going to be PWX champion before the end of the year. Mm, probably, yeah. The quicker, the better. The quicker, the better. That would be my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think that Cade's just a, a fill-in champ. Just a fill-in champ. That's, a, that's my opinion on it. Uh, folks, we thank you for listening to this episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We'll be back here next Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time, talking to TJ Boss. Until then, be good to one another. Put the damn phone down. And remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.
have been listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at From the Armory. We're also streamed worldwide on www.fnx.network. And we're also available on Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.